Alright. Hello there. This is the Cool Beans Podcast, the inaugural podcast, and I'm your host, Tyler Manili, with what? My co-host? Oh, I'm a co-host. Yeah, you're a co-host. I'm a co-host? I thought I was just going to be a guest. No, you're a co-host. I'm a co-host? Yeah, you don't have to be on every episode, but you're my co-host. Oh, that's great. You are a founding member of the Cool Beans Podcast. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I'd say I'm just the first in hopefully many guests. Right now you're a co-host. Say your name. Yes, my name is Asa. And uh, we, today, we're going to be talking about masculinity. Yes. And uh, let's explain to the audience why we are broaching this subject and why we're so passionate about it. This too enough to start a podcast. Well, I guess... I, it's, I'd say it started just like the other night. It did. Yeah, yeah, about we 20 hours ago. I remember you were like sending me topics, and I was like, "Let's go about over masculinity. Let's talk about like, I guess, alpha male and beta male and that whole bullshit." Yeah. And what really got me sparked about this was a Gillette commercial that just came out. I think that Gillette commercial is kind of stupid. It was very stupid. Don't get me wrong. I think that this whole, you know, that toxic whole toxic masculinity. I think toxic, toxic masculinity subject has some great points because some of that stuff, that, that's just if you're an asshole. Not everybody's like that, though. Well, yeah, I think the way people define toxic masculinity goes two ways. Either you're very on the side that every male is toxic and just masculinity in itself is toxic, or you're on the side that sexism is toxic. And being, like... Just a pervy dude. I'd say sexism is pretty toxic. Yeah. With the whole toxic masculinity thing, I think you'd have to define it first, or people are going to take it way out of context. Well, why, say, why don't we hear your definition? Toxic masculinity? Well, yeah. I remember just looking up some of that stuff, and you know how some people, they're talking about how toxic masculinity is like, you know, not, not allowing people to feel, you know, like men. Being able to express themselves emotionally, yeah. um, getting in fights—that, like the boys will be boys thing from the Gillette commercial. Yeah, and then you know approaching women, and that I thought that was stupid. They, when he's gonna walk up to a girl, and he's like, "No, bro." Okay, that was stupid because if you think about it, this is—that's how a you. Lo- that's how you meet people. That's sometimes. how you meet people while walking up to them. I mean, I've gone to plenty of bars and clubs, and I've gone up and I talk to women. I go up and talk to a lot of people, but I don't. If think I see that's them toxic. and I see them and they're attractive. I'm going to go talk to him. Yeah, what's wrong with a guy going up and talking to an attractive woman? Nothing. But in the eyes of toxic masculinity, that's a bad thing. I don't see how that's a bad thing. I don't see it either. So I think, yeah, and a lot of people already have a lot of problems going up and talking to random people. That is, yeah, that was a huge problem for me at first. Definitely, me too. Like, I had a hard time just going up to random people and talking to them. Like, my goal... For Cool Beans uh, lifestyle is to eventually have a uh, platform to do t- public speaking engagements and s- tell my story and show confidence. I don't think that's toxic. So, you know, if they try to define, this is just an idea that came in, if they try to define toxic mas- masculinity as something that's like you can't approach people, then that totally goes against that whole idea of trying to put yourself out there and meeting new people especially women because uh what am i trying to say uh, let me let me gather this out 
sorting it out and saying it's okay I'll, I'll fill the dead air uh, so from what I'm getting from you is that you think that approaching women approaching people in general is something that every person should do and it's hard to do because you need confidence and be bravado to do it but in the way that some people are saying it's not right to approach some people in certain ways which I do agree with but sometimes you have to approach a subject to approach people I mean I don't think you should approach just like some people but hey girl you sexy let me get in there yeah you shouldn't approach people like that it should have a certain amount of respect. Yeah. And if they say no and they're not interested, you just then walk, you walk away. How's that toxic? It's not. No, the toxic thing would be going over there and like, stay. Hey, let me get all up in there. Let me just. You got a number? Let me get your number. Let me get your number. No, no, I don't want that. Are you sure you don't want it? Because you don't know me. Do you got a boyfriend? See, now that to me, that would be toxic. But I guess everything else, you know, I don't consider most of it. Like something like that toxic. But in that, on those other points that some that were mentioned, you know, you shouldn't fight, you shouldn't roughhouse, you shouldn't be a guy around guys. You Are should you talk about me? your feelings. Okay, so instead of fighting, sometimes this is probably an unpopular opinion. Sometimes you have to fight with other guys. It's how bonds are formed, and not just physical fight, but being in an argument. Guys argue. And we're trying to prove our point because we're right. I think I'm right a lot of the time. I'm right all the time. And I could argue for that point as to why I'm right. And we do argue. So, like just the other day, we had an argument about, we had a disagreement about a movie. We're not going to approach that subject right now. Batman versus Superman. You don't have to bring up the movie because uh, we're not approaching the subject. Just a little backstory um, onto this. I'm a huge fan of Batman versus Superman. I and can argue I am, for it a lot. And I am not, and I argue against it. Fantastic movie. Terrible movie. Fantastic. All right, well, we're not getting into it. Okay, we'll get into it. But uh, uh, what else? One of the other things, uh, and back to my point about fighting, like some of my friends that I made in the Marines, we fought. Yeah. Like and that's the fights. most masculine thing. Yes, women can join the Marines, but it's a very masculine environment. Yeah, and sometimes you just, you want to fight. You're pissed off that you have to do some of this stuff. And I remember one of my buddies, his name was Carl. I'm not, you know, I probably shouldn't name names. I'll just call him Dylan for now. He's like, hey man, I'll kick your ass. And we're just like, alright, fucking bring it. So like... Whenever we were on Liberty, we went out to the back where nobody was, and we went to the little, like, McMath pit. We just started fighting. I'm not going to say who won, but I think we all know who won that fight. Yeah, we do. It's Dylan. Me, you bastard. <laughs> okay, we said it. All right, well, when I, was, I know when I was a boy, I saw the movie Fight Club. And to me, that was one of the most masculine movies and defined my life after that. I mean, what kind of guy wouldn't watch that movie and be like, wow, I want to go to a fight club. Yeah, I know, and bring back my manhood. Because, as we know, a lot of men today do not feel like men. These weren't malicious fights, though, either. No, they were They were uh, getting all the day's bullshit off of you and feeling like a man. Yeah, even the guy who had... The guy, the guy that... Yes, the guy that had bitch tits. He fought because... His manhood was taken away from him, and he felt more in it to a point where he joined a movement. I don't think it should be taken that far, though, something like that. 
but well, you should still join. You should still be motivated to join some sort of movement. I'm not saying do Project Mayhem. I'm just saying be a part of something. Yeah. Greater than yourself. You know, with other guys. Yes. And okay, so let's get back to the whole talks. Well, back to back to my point with the Fight Club thing. I had a Fight Club when I was in elementary school. After I saw that movie, me and my friends would go to the top of the hill in Connecticut, and we would just start pounding the shit out of each other. Alright. Hey, do you mind if I use that? No. I'm gonna tap. Yeah, it's fine. Back onto what you were saying, toxic masculinity. So this whole emotional expression thing, I personally don't think that's a bad thing. No. Like, I see nothing wrong with a guy, like, emotionally expressing himself, because we, we feel emotions. Yeah. So like, I cry during movies sometimes. Man, are you kidding me? Like, one of my favorite shows, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, I have nearly cried so many tears watching that show. It's just so beautiful. Or My Hero Academia. It's so hard not to watch that show and just tear up. I get I get excited when I watch that show. I've never become on the edge of tears, but it's when just, Midoriya goes all my power times a million or whatever, a million percent or whatever, that was fucking awesome. I don't know, I just see some sort of beauty in it. And that, that beauty is overwhelming. You just want to express it in some way. And you're like... You get tears in your eyes, like, I can't cry, I can't cry, it's just a show, it's just a show. But I don't, I still express it. Yeah, it still comes it's not out. like you're bottling it up. Like, I used to believe the way I was raised was to bottle all your emotions up until eventually you read it out in a fit of rage. And then I realized that wasn't the most healthiest thing. It's not. So I went to therapy and I started talking to a therapist. It's not a, it's not a emotionally... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Emotionally healthy thing to do to yourself. Nor is it mentally. If you just hold all that stuff in, it's no. gonna come out sometime. So I don't. And it usually comes out that. in rage. I agree with that. You know, a lot of people will say, "Hey, man, be a man." At some point, those, both of those things are true. It's okay to be emotionally expressive, but at the same time, if you're like too emotional and you're too, you know, you let all that stuff just fester and you just stay emotional all the time sometimes what you really need to hear is just hey man not the fuck up sometimes somebody should just say hey man you're being a little bitch yeah like, just to snap back like for the for the instance in the boys will be boys boys fight should we break that up or should we say should we say hey let's talk this out or should we just let them fight Whenever you're boys, I mean, they're just having fun. Yeah. As long like as in the commercial, it looked like they were having fun. They weren't being the shit. Now, the part where the kid was getting bullied, yes, yes. That was a time where the toxic masculinity was a thing. But the part where they're in the yard beating the shit out of each other, that was fine. Yeah, I, I'm totally against bullying in that aspect. Yeah, I am too. I was a bully for a little bit. I never was bullied, so I can't approach that subject. I don't know if you were bullied as a kid. I was. Oh, really? You want to talk about it? Not really. Okay. You know, I always stuck up for myself. Yeah, I've always stuck up for myself. I think that's why I was never bullied. I guess at times... Is sometimes, I guess, lately in today's age, I'd, I'd rather be physically bullied than, like, emotionally Yeah, bullied. emotionally, it just beats you down, but being beat up, that's fine. Like, I'll take a, I'll take an ass-beating over someone being like, You're an asshole, you faggot! Like, uh, you know, some of my superior ranks, you know, they have just, sometimes, I've dealt with, like, some of those guys who've just been, like, like, it's fucked. Oh, yeah? And, and you know. Like, just emotionally? emotionally abusive. Just beating you down? Yeah, I don't Calling think, you maggot? But I, getting I think into your skin? They will get under it if you let them, and, you know, unfortunately I did let them, but I think that's one of the problems with something like 
that whole toxic masculinity thing, is that if we were able to fight some of those people instead of, like, you know, being talked down to or something like that, would be a lot easier. Like, you learn from pain. Yeah. Pain is a great, great teacher. It sucks, but it's a great teacher. Yeah. You'll learn not to touch that stove again. Oh, man, every time I think of, like, a little kid, like, touching a stove, I always cringe because oh. I feel bad for the little kid. I let my sister touch a stove a couple of times. She still hasn't learned. <laughs> and that's actually one of the things about boot camp. Uh, you know, one of they used to, like, beat the shit out of people because it was a good teacher. Yeah. And, you know, it got everybody in line. Yeah, make an example of someone. Yeah, and nobody else wants to get hit, so that, that fear, it is... It is a mental thing as well, not just physical, but it gets people in line. Like, I remember back in boot camp, every, some people would mess up with drill, and our drill instructor, senior drill instructor, you could just tell when he was pissed off. He'd just get like, motherfucker, he'd just like stomp over there and just grab the guy. He's like, you got a fucking problem with me? I was like, thank God he's never seen me drill. <laughs> I'm not saying I was, I was awful. I was actually, this is a strange thing. The big end was actually worse than the little end. In most platoons, it's actually the opposite. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The little end's worse than the big end? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was a part of the, the little end. I was actually in the very back. Imagine that 5'7", being one of the shortest people in, a platoon, in the platoon. It was a little intimidating, but then you're like, wait a minute, I'm a confident motherfucker. But, you know, the great thing about the little end is we actually had a pretty good relationship. We were all friends in the back. That's good. Yeah, it was, it was great. Those guys are pretty cool. They were actually all doing really well. You gotta stick well, together. Yeah. And that's actually, that goes hand in hand with masculinity as well. Uh, having friends that are also men. Yeah. And, you know, you go through, like, some tough times together. Yeah. You, and then, like, we've been friends for nine years now. Has it been nine years? Yeah. We met in 2010. Hold on one sec. Can you fill the air? I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be so uh, he's going off to light another cigarette. I'm here smoking the cigar at Hotspot. I'm currently smoking the Oleva V-Series. It's a limited cigar. It's very mild and a nice little earthy chocolatey taste. Oh, Ace is back now. What's another thing about masculinity? Oh, that, you remember that article with that one guy talking about toxic masculinity? He's like, that's how I grew up. Yeah, that's how, because that, he was like, he said he was like 50, 40 or 50. Yeah, he's in his 50s. Yeah, and he grew up holding his emotions in, and that's how he was raised, and being the man in the house, which is okay, that's how he was raised, and that's what it means to be a man to him, being the, mat- the matriarch of the house. And also on top of that, uh, that, that also brings into another point. Like having, you know, if you ever look into those old relationships, the men, they weren't emotionally expressive, but they always talked to their wife or something. And yeah, their they always, their best friend. they always, they didn't let out their emotions, but they talked to them at least. Have you ever seen that, that coming under attack? Like men getting into relationships and their best friend being their girl? Yeah. And then Why is actually, that coming under attack? Because, uh... I've seen that some women are saying that how they talk to their friends is how, like, guys in relationships, their girlfriend will be their best friend, and that's how they, like, they've always talked to their girlfriends like that. You know, men don't always do that. I'm not always going to want to talk about my emotions with my friends. No, but you should be able to talk with your emotions with your intimate soulmate. You know, and, you know, I have some great friends I can talk to about that stuff, but I'm not always going to. Yeah, they understand, but at the same time, I feel like... This might be a sexist idea coming up, but I guess 
the way women are raised. They just understand something like that. Well, emotion, they're more emotionally adept. They're able to tell emotions easier, so they can kind of pull it out of you. On top of that, they're better at body language. They understand whenever, like, babies... You're upset. Yeah. And they're really keen on that. They're intuitive on stuff like that. And I'm not saying men aren't. Like, well, men most can, men are. Mo- they're not. Most men are not. They don't read body language with women. They can't tell when a woman's attracted to them. You know, like they can't tell when their friend is upset. Now, when they're in a depressed mood, like I know whenever you're upset. Yeah, that's because we've known each other for so long. Yeah, but that that, that took me a bit though. I had to learn. Well, that. we've been friends, like I said again, for nine years. Like uh, I know whenever you're upset. I mean, I could just tell everybody. But you don't mind me saying. Like, yeah. Whenever you're upset, like get very happy. Yeah, I get, hide. Like, I mask it. Yeah, like not to me. You don't hide it very well to me. But yes. Well, it's that's because you. You see through the bullshit. And on top of that, like whenever I get sad or something, I just don't want to talk. You I become very angry. reclusive. Very, very. Yeah, which, that's fine. You can deal with your own shit in your own time, but when I get reclusive, I get depressed, and it just gets worse for me. You know I like I, to be social. Here's another great thing for masculinity. Introspection. If you ever get the chance to just, like... Just get away from everybody. Don't look, listen to any music. And look into yourself. Just sit alone in your room. Somewhere you can be alone. It can be a room. It can just be somewhere where you're alone. Don't listen to any music. And just think about all your problems. Think about it in the same way that somebody comes up to you with their problems and you can just see instantly without that bias. Yeah. And like, just look at your... Think about it like that and you can sort through it. And I guess one of the main reasons why we're doing this little podcast... This one in particular. Yeah, this specific one. This first inaugural podcast. We can come back to it whenever we we understand. When a we lot understand better. how to do podcasts better and stuff. This is just the first one, of course. And uh, I personally do think masculinity is a little bit under attack. It is. Now, don't get me wrong. Feminists, that's fine. But the feminist movement is attacking masculinity. And I think there's a certain sort of sexism going on today against men. I could be wrong and just seeing it from my perspective, but, you know, I don't. there are guys out there who don't respect women, and, and I disagree with that. Women, I've met some really smart women who are great leaders. Yeah. And I have, a, like, one of my ex-girlfriends, she was very smart. I think she had a great leadership to her. And, you know, she always helped me with stuff, and she always saw my, my problems, like, through. I thought she had a very good leadership quality. But I think if you try to replace, like, traditional roles, and I'm not saying these roles can't be switched, they can. Like, like the man can, the man is a breadwinner, but so can the woman be a breadwinner. No, they can both be breadwinners. Well, yeah, you can be in a symbiotic relationship and both be breadwinners. But there's also, there's the stay-at-home dad, and that's not being non-alpha. That's just taking care of your kids. I mean, who says you can't be a stay-at-home dad and exactly. have your own business? Exactly. That there's this whole stigma, and I think that one thing that's also under attack is traditional, like, women's roles. Like, some women, they're under attack because some women do want to stay at home and raise their kids and just... And that's have some being other anti-feminist. I don't understand how. Isn't the whole point of feminism to... Be equal. Yes. But if you're attacking other people's ideas, then that comes across as a little intolerant. And, you know, maybe at times, in a way, we're kind of attacking them at the same time. But, but we're that's lo- just the nature of it. But I'm not arguing for either side. I could argue for both sides. I do think... I, 
I do think that there is a certain sort of bias towards men, but at the same time, there's a bias towards women as well. Like, one of the things I never understood, you know how one of her parents go to court and then the woman automatically, automatically gets, gets the kids that's and bias. the alimony payments? That's something they don't talk about with the males. That is pretty biased. They can't hold a job. If they're, if they're divorced, they're going to pay like $2,000 an hour. So months. we can put it in, I could say that's fine if, you know, they both have steady jobs and they're both like doing really well for each other and they come to that agreement. But sometimes in cases whenever the man is the breadwinner and the woman isn't, uh, I can't see that being a good thing. But there's also a lot of studies about, you know, single mothers not doing great jobs and that the kid will grow up a certain way. I don't know all the specifics, but I've heard rumors about that. I'd have to look up to it. Yeah, we haven't looked it up. up. I can't name any statistics. Like, we recently, me and him, looked up um, about this masculine, this toxic masculinity and what it means to be an alpha or beta or gentleman, which I think... Yeah, we can. Can we just agree that both roles are super important? Yeah, society? there should be. You should be a, a, a hybrid of alphas no, and betas. Don't get me wrong. There is a strong, strong need for like strong female characters out there. But there's Especially also a need like for Wonder Woman. That's a great character for my daughter. If I have a daughter, I, don't, I actually don't like Wonder Woman. I know you don't. Like Okay, how about the female doctor? How about that? Do you think that's a strong female character? I don't know. I was going to point out uh, Olivier Armstrong in oh, Full okay. Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, she's My strong. God, she is so cool. That's Then that's like a super, that's like an alpha woman right And a there. bad example is Sakura from Naruto. Why's that? Because she's just in the background. She doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, she's strong, but she's kind of off the side. She's like, ooh, Sasuke. Always rooting for the guy. Yeah. Maybe that's not so bad. Are we attacking that? Or is that just like a weak... That's just a weak... It's a weak... Uh, weak like, it's not on. like you shouldn't be motivating to your guy, but be independent. We should have strong father and mother roles, though. Yeah. Like, Which, I grew up without a dad most of my life. Yeah, me too, because my dad was always at sea, so I was raised mostly by my mom. Uh, so I was raised... Because I had a sister, I was raised in mostly female household. And growing up, I had the same thing. Growing up, I always saw women as like, uh, because I was raised by women, as like these very caring people. Yeah. Because all the women in my life were always very caring, and I didn't really have like a strong male type. And on top of that, I was actually strong, drawn to strong male characters. You know, maybe it's because That's I was why I was drawn to Fight Club when I was younger. Because Tyler Durden was a strong male character, and he was an archetype of a man's man. And then, yeah. And my name is Tyler, so I related to it even more. And then another thing is, like, you start to realize that that, that is bullshit. Women are just like men yeah. in the sense that we're, we're all people. They can we both, can all be awful. They can both be CEOs. They can both be bosses. You can both be terrible parents. You can both be shitty people. Um, we should talk about the need for strong male characters as well as strong There is a lot of strong male characters when you think about it, though. I mean, like... There's mainly... It, it's more of a two-to-one thing, or three-to-one thing, of strong male and strong female characters. I mean in today's society as well. How many men do you see in your life and you don't want to be like them? A lot. Yeah. I see a lot. 
And then the ones that I do see, I've come across pretty fortunately in the military. Like, there's well, there's my first sergeant. I think he's a great example of what a Marine should be. My recruiter, he was a warrant officer. He's a warrant officer now. I think he's a great example of what a Marine should be. And, and then, you know, one of my teachers at my school. And I saw them, and I wanted to be as great as they are because they have a great reputation. Well, I have some strong male role models. Like, my dad is a strong male role model. And I'm from a military family. Everyone in my father, my cousin, my uncle, they were all in the Navy, and my grandfather, who is the strongest male role model in my life, he was a Marine. One thing that I'm trying to get, my point I'm trying to come across here is that there's just not too many strong male role models in our today's society, in like, our real world. Real world, okay, I see. What Maybe you're in you know in that. Fictional world. In a fictional world, yes. Which I think you should have fictional role models. That's an idea. Uh, yeah. That's a good idea to uphold. Like Goku or Vegeta is a great. Superman? Batman? S Superman? Even um, if Batman's a vindictive asshole. Breaking bones and saying I don't kill people. <laughs> can we go on a Can we go on a roll and uh, just say that he doesn't express his emotions and that and, partly. That and he takes it out on thugs and breaks their backs? Maybe that whole emotional expression thing does come from our uh, fictional characters. Well, and I love Batman. He's one of my favorite characters. But we could say that he doesn't express his emotions and that, you know, you could say that's toxic masculinity. And maybe. Which, in the portrayals of Bruce Wayne, for instance, he puts on the mask of Bruce Wayne by saying he's a playboy. But then on top of that, he wouldn't be the same if he did express himself. Exactly. He wouldn't be... You wouldn't look up to him. But like the people who know him well, they know well enough. Like Alfred knows when he's upset and when he needs to hold back. Nightwing knows when, hey, I need to step in. Robin, Dick Grayson. Yep. Yeah. I don't think Jason Todd as much. I think later, yes. Later? Like yeah, when he's Red Hood? Oh, this is completely unrelated. That's but in White Knight, here's something cool about the White Knight. Is that Jason Todd was the first Robin. Really? Yeah. I'll have to read, you have to give that to me. I will let you read it. It's fantastic. I mean, let me borrow it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Okay. Maybe later, if you remind me. Maybe in another podcast we'll do a review on it. Oh, it's fantastic. I could go on about that. I think it's so I'm good. sure I could go on about it, too. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I love it. Um, now, back to where we were talking about. You want to get into beta male, alpha male? Yeah, let's bullshit. get into that. Where do you want to start? Betas or alphas? You want to start with the, the bias towards each one? Oh, my God. Let's start with the beta, then. No, no. Let's start with alpha. Work our way down. I have a really good example for beta, though. The, the, the articles about betas from female perspective of how they're good boyfriends. Okay, if we're going to talk about that, or, okay, you go into it, but let me say before then, I think there's just some huge, huge misunderstandings on like this whole idea of beta and alpha. Like, some of what they're saying about beta and alpha, like, with the whole alpha that they think is what an alpha is... That's just like all this machismo bullshit. They're trying to say that alphas are self-conscious. Or that they're actually, like, very insecure. Yeah, insecure, that's what I meant to say. Like, insecure, they're loud, they don't care about anybody else. They're very aggressive, which, yes, they're aggressive, but not too aggressive. I would hardly say that, that that's an alpha. I'd say that's more of, like, a beta character. Yeah, being overly aggressive. Yeah. I'd now, the articles more... I'm talking about here about the betas and how they're good boyfriends, like, yes, they're good boyfriends, but mostly the thing that makes them a good boyfriend is they're submissive. Do you want a submissive boyfriend? 
I mean, if you notice, a lot of women who have submissive boyfriends, they just, they push them around. They don't respect them. Yeah. And they cheat on them. And, and that's regardless of, like, alpha or beta. People do that. They'll yeah, push just, anybody around that they don't people, respect. Yeah, it's just what people do. But uh, in some of those cases on that whole beta male thing, I'm going to bring up the article. Okay. And uh, can, you, can you fill in the Yeah, part? I'll fill in. So he's bringing up the article that we read. We shared it to each other about uh, how betas make the best boyfriends. It's like a li- top 12 list or something, top 15. Yeah, it was and it's written by a female, of course, which isn't a bad thing. It's just what I think she personally likes. I think the bias there is that what that's what she likes in a boyfriend, not what women like in a boyfriend. Also, on top of that, it kind of seems like those characteristics she says are beta are actually just like what you should do yeah. in a relationship. It's not anything beta. It's being like a caring person. It's just being person. a good boyfriend. It's what you want to do in a relationship. Yeah. You don't want to be an asshole no. in a relationship. It's not going to last long. All right, so I've got the article right here, and we'll go over the first one. And just go down the list. Okay. And we'll give our opinions on what we think. He cares about what you want in bed. That's just a characteristic of what you should be. I don't think that's a beta or an alpha thing. That's just something you should do. I think if you want to be a great guy, you should really care about what your woman wants in bed. You shouldn't care about only what you want, because a lot of guys... I've talked to some women, and some of the people, some of the girls, what they say is like, he's like one done, and then we don't. Yeah, do it's anything. just it's just all about him getting off. That's that to me doesn't that, come off. No, as alpha. that's like an alpha. That's an asshole thing. Yeah, and that's not alpha or beta. That's just a that's dick, thing, a to dick do. thing to do. Like me personally, I like to please the woman first. I like to them to get off first. Yeah, that's one of my things. Like, and if I, I get go off first, it, I'll keep going. Like I. A lot of guys, they don't emphasize this, but foreplay is super important. Oh, super important. You gotta have the... Because women are stimulated by the narrator, the narration of it first. Because they're more um, in their head about it. You gotta gotta build it up. You gotta make them feel beautiful. You gotta have the chocolates, the wine, the dates. Okay, that... That's a little romantic. And that's for something you want to do for, like, uh, a girl you've been dating for a bit. Yeah, yeah, not not someone that you just, you just met. met. Someone you're just about to have sex with for, like, a one-night stand. But that's not to say... You should, you, still build a... it, you should still build it up throughout the night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go for a one-night stand, you should still make it that girl's... You should still rock a world. He cares about what you want to bet. That's just what great guys want to do. And I'm not saying we're great. I mean, that's just what somebody who cares about someone other than themselves would do. Like, I don't want to get in the bed and then... Just, like, the, get in there, and then I'm done. And the whole thing that an alpha is all about themselves. All right, let's go on to the next topic. Cares about... Yeah. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I think that's just what any person would do. So, number two here. All right, number two is it's not all about sex. No, it's not all about sex, but sex is pretty damn important. It's a big drive. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you don't have good sex in a relationship, what that's half of a relationship. What originally draws you to... Uh, want to be with someone at first you're sexually attracted to someone yeah if you're not sexually attracted then there's no attraction like yes you can get to know them but you're not gonna want to be with them and the thing on this is it's not all about sex let's just get into something like this it's not all about sex in every relationship but it is also because sex is very important in relationships to be healthy healthy relationship has yeah. sex. You, you have to have sex. A non-healthy relationship. It's not all about sex, but it's probably about it's 50%. A big, it's a big thing. 
it's 50-50. But then again, we can go into a lot of things and what makes a great relationship. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the same thing as the top one, so let's go on to the next one. Okay, three. He's got interests in things other than himself. Okay, not every guy, not every alpha guy you meet is... Interested in himself. Yeah, or narcissistic. Which I think we're both kind of narcissists, so... Everybody's narcissistic. Anybody no, will tell some, you... Some people are not into themselves and have low self-esteem. Low self-worth, but I'm telling you, deep down, they're narcissistic. Okay. Do you agree to disagree? He's got interest in anything other than himself. Well, what does that mean? Don't we yeah, do what, a lot of what we do because we like it? Yeah. Like, don't you read books or something like that because you like the topic and it's for yourself? Now, I used to read books to my girlfriends and we used to read books a lot to each other. And that was a fun thing to do. And it lists things like music, cooking, writing. You used to listen to music type. that we like together. Yeah, everybody likes music. Like Bob Marley, for instance. That's what I used to listen to before we go to bed. And then um, it says right here, I'm going to go into like this third one. It says, while an alpha male will have spent their whole lives being complimented for their charm, good looks, and charisma, it says that a beta male spends his life establishing a foundation of interesting hobbies and creative activities. What? Okay, that's, that's that's stupid. It's saying that you're born alpha, basically. It's it's implied that. It's in, implied. Because alphas, they're very... They do a lot of hobbies. And on top of that, you can cultivate charisma as, like, over, anybody. Over time. Yeah, charisma. Be, charisma is a thing that you have to cultivate. Yes, yeah, some people are born with a natural charisma, but you can cultivate charisma. I think that's something that goes into nature versus nurture. Yes. Charisma is something that you can cultivate. Yeah. Anybody can have it. All right, so let's go on to the next one. Okay. Uh, he's reliable as hell. Once again, this is just something just that you should do. Basic relationship stuff. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you be reliable for someone you care about, other people you do care about? Yeah. I mean, it says, need someone to cover for you? Got something that needs to be picked up in the city? Forgot something important at home or just a shoulder to cry on? What asshole would just like allow Ignore them? their girlfriend. What asshole would just ignore someone else's needs? Yeah. So basically what they're saying is just like an asshole. Like, for instance, my mom's ex-husband, uh, when we would go to the gas station to get something, and she didn't ask for anything, he would still get her, a, if, say, me and him got a smooth, or a slushie. We still got her a slushie without her having to ask. But that's something nice to do. That's exactly. what you do whenever you care about something. Exactly. So, obviously, this right here, he's reliable. That just means you're in a bad relationship. Can we just... Yeah, let's just that, say that. You're just yeah, in a bad relationship. you're dating an asshole. If, Clearly. And that, that doesn't go just for men. That's for women, too. Yeah, if they don't care to... Like, say I, my girlfriend would go to the store, I don't ask her to pick up anything, but she gets a candy for herself, and she gets me a candy bar. That's just a nice thing to do. And you know what? This should go hand-in-hand hand with something. Like, that number one who cares about what you want bet. I dated a girl who didn't give a shit about what I wanted in bed. Yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah, we, could, we should also go over this. It's not all about sex, that's true. Right, Got other, okay, so he doesn't take the little things for granted. Attention to detail isn't a trait that many alpha males are known for. Okay, that one kind of confused me. Can you, like, go into, like, that what that one meant to you? Because I, I kind of just looked that one over and I was like, what? Okay, these, apparently it says alpha males are big picture kind of guys because they don't have time to obsess over the little things, but the beta males are emotionally in tune enough to know when you've gone the extra mile to make something extra perfect. Like, I guess that this could go hand in hand with something like, let's say you come home after like a long day and your girlfriend's dressed all sexy and she's made like a great ass meal for you. And then you know how most people 
I guess most people would just forget about that. It's like, oh, I don't care. Or let me, maybe a girlfriend got her hair done, you don't notice. That's something I'm guilty of. I don't notice haircuts. Yeah, but sometimes... See, that, that also goes into something like perception and observation skills. And a lot of people, they, they're too in their heads, and that could go hand-in-hand hand with that. That's just not... That's not like a... That's not a made or off thing. Like, I used to get my hair cut all the time, and nobody ever noticed. Yeah. I recently got my hair cut, and people started noticing it. It made me feel good. And then, like, uh, I remember one of my other friends, he bought it. He had a new pair of glasses. Nobody else noticed, and I was the first one all day who noticed. Yeah. That's just being perceptive. And I had female friends where I would notice they did something, and they're like, oh, nobody noticed it. Thank you. Those little notes you've put in his lunch, the reminders you've set on his phone, the tiny gifts you send to his office. Okay, I've never why wouldn't a, you want to do some nice I've things? I've never had a girl do that for me. I get, you know, why wouldn't you want to do something nice? This actually goes hand in hand with something that you said about your your mom's ex-husband. You know, he used to get her a smoothie. That's a small thing. You could say something like that. Yeah. You know, that's just caring about people. Oh, you want some candy? So those two kind of go hand in hand then. Yeah, you know, just thinking about other people. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the next one. He isn't afraid of commitment. Um, that's not an alpha or beta thing. A lot of people are afraid of commitment. Yeah, it's just a natural thing. Yeah. I can point out a lot of betas that are afraid of commitment because yeah. they're shy and they don't think it's going to go any farther than this. Or it can go into like, oh, I don't want to get hurt. Well, that's that's just a fear thing. Yeah, and you shouldn't be fearful. I mean, why? some people, yeah, they are afraid of commitment, but that doesn't mean they won't commit. Like, yeah. a lot of these things aren't beta or alpha. They're just no, kind of general things that you should do. You should do. This has nothing to do with a gender or how someone acts. I personally don't like the whole beta-alpha thing, personally. It's stupid. Yeah, it's just the way to label people. It's kind of superficial, if you think about it. It's very superficial. Okay, That's why so, we're talking about it, because we're trying to dispel the myths. Seven. Communication will always be open. And I'll, I'll read this off. I'll read this first paragraph. I'll read both. A beta male is in more in touch with his feelings. He knows the importance of clearing things up because he's been through the kind of emotional turmoil that only comes from times of emotional uncertainty. Excuse me. While an alpha male might not always be willing to lend an ear, a beta male will always have the door open, ready to listen. And you know that goes hand in hand with what we said earlier. You know, being reliable—that's just being in a good relationship. So a lot of these things are repeated. Yeah. Just in. Said in different ways. Yes. So communication will always be open. That's one of the little things. You should want to hear your partner's thoughts. You should want to make sure they're okay. This is just standard relationship things. Yeah. And apparently this girl has just been in some awful relationships. And she apparently thinks that these guys who are assholes are alphas. And the guys who are good guys who are probably more of an alpha than those beta guys. You know, those alpha beta guys. It's probably just what she thinks relationships are. Yeah, she probably been hurt a bunch of times. Yeah, so... That's why it's a bias. Yeah, it's very biased. It's an opinion. Most articles are opinions, though. He will never forget your birthday. Once again, not forgetting the little things. That's like we just said. That's just remembering... At this point, we're just repeating ourselves. Yeah, we're just... I don't want to talk about it because we're repeating ourselves. He doesn't need to go out every weekend. Okay. Now, this one I kind of disagree with. Okay, you don't need to go out every weekend. You should have times with your boys. Yeah. Not every weekend. But you should, like... Um... This one guy I used to work with, me and him, we had our card night, and we used to watch Dragon Ball Super together. And sometimes we would watch it with his girlfriend. Sometimes his girlfriend wasn't interested, but she was always there, but it was boy time. Mm -hmm. 
Or guide time. Art iron sharpens iron. Yes, iron sharpens iron. All right, so I'm going to read this one, number nine. Once again, he doesn't need to go out every weekend. Alpha males are usually the most extroverted people you'll find. On top of that, they're also attention hogs, whether they admit it or not. Yeah, it, that's, that's stupid. That's stupid. They get their energy from being around people, and they love to exercise their chance to make their weekends count. That's just who what are, extroverted people do. Who that's wouldn't not a, want to be... Who wouldn't want that? Like, I thrive on attention. Uh, well, that's an extroverted characteristic. That goes for men and women. Sorry, is she trying to say that betas are introverts? Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what she's trying to say. Mm. She's got this certain bias towards it. But maybe then again, maybe so do we, but I'm trying to look at this as objectively, objectively as possible. Which we Parties are putting in our opinion in it. Parties and clubbing will become a part of your regular routine when you date an alpha. That's just stupid. That's if you date, like, a very extroverted person who that wants, wants to go to the bar every night. I don't like Not going every night, but every weekend, I'd say. I don't like going to the There's bar. There's nothing wrong with going out every weekend, you know, yeah. just to go have a and beer or something. you want to go out. Your boyfriend wants to show you off. Well, that's actually another thing in here. Oh, okay. Let's, let's we'll get, get into we'll, that. We'll talk about that. Okay, so he doesn't... So... There's nothing wrong with going out. I think that sometimes going out is a good thing. You shouldn't be a shut-in. But this whole thing, he doesn't need to go out every weekend. Well, what if this girl goes out every weekend? Yeah. Is it? Is there going to be a double standard there? Yeah. So that's stupid, basically. She's saying alpha males are extroverted. No, there are plenty of people out there who are, you know, I'd say... If you want to say it, they're a little more beta characteristics. Who go out a lot. Yeah, betas like to go out with their friends, but that's but they're not going to talk to people. But a lot of people love going out. Yeah, who doesn't love to go out besides introverts? I mean, I love going out. Me too. Not all the I time. I don't go out every weekend. I mean, if I could, I probably would. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's take that back. I just choose not to. Sometimes I'm not feeling it. Sometimes. Sometimes you don't want to be social. He helps others for reasons other than himself. Well... Alright, you want to read this paragraph? Yes, the problem with alpha males, even the most altruistic ones, is that you can tell that part of their charity comes to their need for affirmation and attention. They just need to be loved, and they help others simply so they can feel that need fulfilled. Well, let's go, but the beta male doesn't care when they help, it's for truly altruistic purposes. Okay, let's talk about this one for a sec. Okay. That is actually very common in today's world. A lot of people do like very selfish, like, no, not unselfish things for selfish reasons. Yeah, they're doing they're doing charity, for instance, for to line their tax to stop their taxes or something. And that that just goes for any sort of person, yeah, male or female. Like you can go on Facebook and you'll find a lot of people who will. Say, oh, I helped this person out, and then post it all over Facebook yeah. or Instagram like or when Twitter I help, or Snapchat. When I help someone, I'm not going to post it all over social media. I'm just going to be a silent helper. Yeah, that's just like giving a dollar to like Salvation Army. Whenever yeah. you're walking by, or you just see like some kind of charity you or decide for instance, to give. saying hi to a random stranger. That, Sometimes that can make their day. That, that's, that's kind of a self thing to do see to me uh, just giving in general that's a good characteristic and that's something that millionaires do a lot yeah a lot of them give like Bill Gates for instance he doesn't announce every time he does a charity why would you have to announce it because you have to announce it that's the bad thing that doesn't just system. go for alpha or beta males that yeah. goes for everybody yeah you can be vulnerable with them and trust them. Yeah, if you're in a good relationship, you should, should trust. Should trust. If you don't trust the person you're in a relationship with, you should just leave the relationship. 
And you should be vulnerable with anybody in a relationship. With. Yeah. And in order to be vulnerable, you have to trust them. Or you're just an idiot. Yep. Let's just... That one's stupid. That one's stupid. And that's basically just saying something like communication will always be open. Yeah, again, she's repeating herself. They are secure in themselves. Well, that's just what confident people are. Not everybody's insecure. I guess it's saying that alpha males are insecure in themselves. Which I disagree Beta with. males are in, you know, secure I don't think beta male. Most beta males are, I know aren't secure with themselves. See, that's the thing. If, if I was going to, like, define what an alpha male is, I'd say that being secure in yourself is as alpha as it can get. Yeah. I say if you're secure in yourself, then you're an alpha. Yeah. And if you have insecure, confidence. If you're insecure, then you're a beta. That's my definition of Look, I'm not saying that we don't have our insecurities. Yeah, everyone has an insecurity. There's, like, uh, Alpha M, he's, in, he's not insecure about his height, but he's insecure about other things. He didn't say, but his height was never one of those things. Yeah, like, for me, it's my height, but I'm still confident in myself. I can make myself look big. There's nothing wrong with being short. No. I mean, they say Napoleon Bonaparte was short. Yeah, he's he, actually 5'7". Yeah, no. We're both 5'7". We're considered a little below average. 13. He respects you. Once again... Again, repeating is, yourself. Yes. Once again, this is just... She's saying the same thing over and over again. In different ways. Like we said before, great relationship. So we're he saying the same thing over and over again. He doesn't need to control. That's just an manipulative boyfriend. Yeah. And I've seen... There are plenty of just, like, guys out there who I would say are more beta than anything. Because that... The need to control is insecure. Yeah. You don't always... It's not bad to, you know, take the lead a lot of the times. And sometimes in relationships, maybe your partner will want you to take the lead most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes... I'm not going to say girls are more submissive, but most of the relationships I've been in, I was the one that picked where to eat. What movie we're going to go to. That's not too bad. It's always good to take the lead. Yeah. And on top of that, there's actually this whole idea that people want to be led... So whenever they see somebody who's sure of themselves, they'll, they will follow. Yeah. So that, that, that one's stupid. If you just look into psychology and stuff like that, and philosophy, you'll see that that one's stupid. If you're in a, with a secure guy, he's not going to need to control. He'll make an excellent father. That is just stupid. That's... We've seen plenty of dads who are submissive and don't make good fathers. No. You have to be a good role model to your kid. Yeah, and then being confident in yourself is a huge thing. It shows your model. kid that they want to. It shows them, hey, be confident in yourself. Let me teach you how to be confident. If you're not confident, you can't pass that on to your kid. No. Okay. He'll make an excellent father. That one's just stupid. Like, what makes an excellent father? Being there. Yeah. Being there, spending time with you. Um, uh, another thing that a lot of people disagree with me in is making sure that you're taken care of even at the cost of not being able to see you. Yeah, it's not good role model material, but that is excellent things because they're, they're not just thinking about themselves, they're thinking about you. Like if they're working like 60 to 100 hours a week and you're fed, you're taken care of, you're going to school... And you may not be there all the time, but you're taken care of. But whenever you, I think as long as you, whenever you are there, you're there, you're present. That's what makes a great father. Yes, as long as you're there and you're spending time with your kids. Yeah. So what's another thing? Um, Is that the last one? That that fifteen. All right. Well, we're at forty minutes. You want to go longer? Uh, we can go to an hour if you want. Okay, we can do an hour. Uh, uh, hold on one sec. Can you fill me? Yeah, I'll fill there.
lighting another cigarette, we'll probably cut this bit out again. And he just almost dipped over all the human doors. He is still walking. Oh, he's back. Yeah, I'm back. I'll probably cut that bit out. <laughs> Please do. I uh, I kind of filled the air a little shit. I, I hit a I hit a shelf. I told him. Oh, oh, thank you. He filled in. He filled it in for us. Okay, so masculinity. What's masculinity to you? That's a hard one. That's very hard. To me, it's being a gentleman. Gentleman is a great thing. Yeah. I think that you know we there's not a lot of gentlemen out. anymore. You don't. There's no men that. Op okay. Opening the car door for people, is that sexist? Opening the door, pulling out the chair, is that sexist? No. Buying dinner. I think, no. If you ask the person out, you should pay for it. Exactly. And that goes for the woman I, too. I went on a date once, and she's like, so is this a date date? Are you paying for lunch? I'm like, yeah, this is a date. Have you ever been on a date before? I remember one time I went on a date with this one girl. And uh, I paid for the dinner. You know, she didn't care. But then again, she was used to. Uh, she was from Japan, so she's a little more used to traditional Jap. You know, traditional rolls. Yeah. But here's the thing: she also bought me dessert, which was a decaf americano. Nice. Spent, yeah, she was awesome. She's very cool. Uh, props to her if she ever listens to this. I doubt it. <laughs> you didn't give her last name, so she doesn't know. Uh, okay. There's not, there's only like, maybe less than a few, aces. there's not too many aces out there. There's an aces cigar. There's an aces cigar? Yeah. I've never it. had it. I just looked it up the other day. Masculinity. That's actually very hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Because there's so well. many different je definitions for masculinity. And yes, I do think you have to dress well. Dressing well is definitely a masculine trait, and there's actually a huge stigma towards caring how you dress, but I think that... You should care how you dress. It's important. See, like, females care how they dress. Yeah, females do. So why can't males? Yeah. They, they see that, as, some people see that as a, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to sound offensive. So let's think about one of the most masculine ideas in suits. pop culture. Villains. They always dress well. They're always wearing something nice. Like the Joker, for instance. He's always wearing that purple suit. Yeah, the Joker's always wearing a suit. I wouldn't say he's the best, best dress. dressed. I think in the Dark Prince Charming, yes. He was yeah, You he have was to amazing. let me borrow that, too. Great. He dressed very well in that one. Snappy dresser. Uh, Johnny Depp dresses well. Yes, he does. And look how women fawn over him. Fantastic. I hear about the, the most alpha male, most masculine person in cinema history. James Bond. Dresses very well. Dresses very well. Very suave. My favorite James Bond, I don't like this Daniel Craig one because he's kind of bland. My favorite one is um, the Scottish one. What's his name? Sean Connery? Yes, yeah, Sean Connery. Well, any James Bond dresses well, though. Yeah, but Sean Connery was the definition of an alpha man. Here's a newer pop culture reference. Uh, Aquaman. Yeah, Jason Momoa. Yeah, he dresses well, and not only in person, like in the movie. That guy is a fantastic. I've got to see the movie. He dresses really well. Like, if there's somebody, that's not your style. Don't dress like that. It's hard to pick that style though, because he's such a massive man. He's like six foot something, and he's built. Yeah, he, I, I don't know how tall he is. I think he's like six foot two. I thought he was like five something. No, he's pretty short. Have you seen him in Game of Thrones? How he towered over Daenerys. He yeah, over all the Dothraki. We also thought Tom Cruise was over 60. Good point. 
and that's another male um, in Mission Impossible. He dresses very well. Actually, yeah, every movie he's in, he dresses very well. Yeah, but if you care about your style, I think that's a very masculine thing. How you dress. Yeah. It's very. It says a lot about you. Yeah. It shows that you care about first impressions, and if you know anything about first impressions, they're super important. Yeah. Super. People will make judgments based on you in the first few seconds. It defines the rest of your relationship with that person. Exactly. That's that's a huge thing, and that's something you should take advantage of. And you know, I'm just gonna throw this out here. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw any shade at anyone. Okay. Yeah. I'd rather you not. I was just going to say, Steve Jobs is the best one. Though I will say this, though. He was consistent with what he, with how he dressed. Yeah, he was consistent. He was very turtleneck. And if you are going to dress a certain way, it should be consistent. You should have a style. Every man should have a style. Yeah, that's like with that one website I sent you to. And for all the guys who do want to dress a little better, uh, I'd check out. This is kind of an advertisement, I guess, because I'm a huge fan of Tanner Guzzi with the Masculine Style Podcast. Very good podcast. Very great podcast. And actually want to help make me want to dress better, and that's why I'm striving to dress a lot better. Yep. I know when I'm going to redo my wardrobe soon, I'm going to very... I'm going to change it up a lot. I'm going to dress a lot better. If someone else dressed very well, that just random stuff, like he looks like he went to Goodwill and just picked out whatever he wanted, but yet it looked good on him. Brad Pitt Fight Club. That'd be like, and that goes into the masculine style thing. Yeah, that's kind of why I brought it up. But I, was al- I was also watching Fight Club last night. I was like, God damn, he's dressed really well. Every outfit worked on him. Like the narrator, he just dressed in um, a button up with a tie, and he looked like shit and depressed. But Brad Pitt, he looked like a man. Everything he was dressed in. And that also goes to say, um, the clothes don't make the man. The man makes the man. Yeah, the man makes the clothes. And that's huge. That's way better than what I said. That's... Let's see. We're approaching an hour here, so... I feel any, like we settled Any on. other topics you want to go with? We were mostly just talking about masculinity. You well, have described was... what you thought masculinity I said gentlemen. Oh. That's true. That's, I feel like that's a broad stroke, but that's the best way to describe it, being a gentleman. And there's a lot of great books on how to be a gentleman. A lot of great books on how to be a gentleman, for instance. That's a great book on it. Also on Bloodborne, uh, they consider, some of the hunters consider themselves gentlemen. Okay, I don't, I've never played Bloodborne, so I'm just going to take your word on it. Like they wear top hats, gloves. They, oh, okay. They dress really well. Like uh, Victorian age? Yeah, they... Sherlock Holmes. You think Sherlock Holmes dresses well? For a lazy dress? Yes. There is a... Uh, Dr. Watson dresses well. This is very difficult for finding masculinity. You want to call it in? Yeah. 55 minutes? That's about an hour. I think we did really well for our first podcast. I hope so. We'd have to listen. Once again, this is Asa, uh, and I am the co-host of Cool Beans for the time being. Cool Beans I, with I, a K. Yes, Cool Beans with a K. And I will just say this for right now. I... He's saying I'm a co-host, so I guess I'm a co-host. Though more than if I had to say so, I I'm more of a guest. The, I assume you're going to be on the next podcast. The next one? Yeah. For whenever, number two? Whenever we do that. Okay. We'll, we have a lot of topics we want to talk about. Yeah, we can talk about a lot of things. Yeah, I know. We normally do. Like Dragon Ball Z, the new Dragon Ball Z. Oh, movie. I got to see that. I so highly cool. recommend 
Dragon Ball Super Broly. Fantastic. I've seen it in Japanese. Very good. Oh, I can't wait to see the English dub. I thought the English dub was very good. I'm going to go see it Friday. Really? It's still in theaters? Yeah. It only plays at 7, though. Oh. All right. Well, signing off. This is Tyler Manili for the Cool Beans Podcast.